0: This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. Welcome back to Sisters and Scrubs. Hi. I'm Nicole. I'm Laura. Laura, mm-hmm. today is our what episode?
1: Bridgeton. Bridgeton.
0: Mm-hmm. I have personally been obsessed with romance novels I since I was have. 17.
1: I know you have. I've read hundreds! Yeah, there's a lot of heaving of bosoms. In heaving bosoms, milky
0: white globes, yes. throbbing members. Throbbing members. <laughs> it's I have always a throbbing
1: number. Hundreds.
0: I read Bridgerton before people knew who the fucking Bridgerton was. Right. Alright? I read all of the fucking Bridgertons, yes. And I appreciate what the woman is trying to do, mm-hmm. but they're not the Bridgertons of my mind. Okay. I like the show. I like the show. I love the show. Yeah. But having already read them, this is why like I won't watch Outlander, because I read those books 20 fucking years ago. Yeah. I have my Jamie. You have him piction. I yes. have my Jamie. I am in love with my Jamie. Right. He's not my Jamie. Right. Yes, he's handsome. Mm-hmm. He's not my Jamie. He doesn't live up so, to no, your, whoever's no. in your head. And the books are never... I mean, the movies are never like the books. Yes. Never, never, never. So it's, this is a Valentine's episode. It is. And we're going right. to talk about romance. Yes. And the Burgettons. Yes. And love and sex of the 1800s. Yeah. Laura's going to kick it off with... I'm not
1: a romantic.
0: No fucking shit. Not a, even a little bit.
1: Why are you touching me? I don't find that nice. <laughs> Go away from me. Don't Why give me are you flowers. Me? Please don't <laughs> touch me in any way. Um. So I'm talking about broken heart syndrome. Oh, I think it's a real thing. It is a real thing. I think it's a real it's thing. A, no, it's an actual. I'm Have gonna. Have you ever had a broken heart? Um, I mean, from like a guy?
0: Yeah. No. Just from death?
1: Yeah. 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 Have I ever. I've never been, I mean, the only
0: person I've ever been truly madly in love with mm-hmm. is my husband. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds hokey and goofy and everything, but really, he's the only man that's ever like made me never look at another guy. No, I'm not gonna say never look at another guy. <laughs> Like fucking crazy. That's a little absurd. But I would never touch another guy. Let's go there. um But yeah, I get the broken heart over somebody you cared for, whether it's a relative or.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, I've had breakups. I've been depressed, my, but my, I wouldn't be like my heart a, was not
0: broken. broken. Yes, yeah. I would be broken if I got divorced from my husband or he died. I would be broken. I, I mean, know, I know. I
1: think someone would have to be dead. <laughs> you know what, I mean,
0: he's in the room. Don't say anything, right? <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> if I was getting divorced, probably wouldn't have a broken heart. Well, it would depend on the reason for the divorce.
0: Yeah. I'd probably just be mad. He decides to leave me, and I did nothing wrong. We're going to have a big fuck. Well, I would be more vengeful. That's what I'm saying. I think I'd just be I'd mad. Be, I'd be mad up for heartbroken.
1: fucking death. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... I no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I have a cold, dead heart, as my mother said, so I don't think don't mine we, can break. So I'm not. Don't we both? Yeah, she does. I do. Don't we both? Cold, dead heart. <laughs> as I said, one of the poor nursing
0: students that we're teaching, we had a death in the OR, and she's like, really upset about it. I'm like, that upset? That wasn't I'm sad. I'm like, really, that? That's nothing.
1: <laughs> that wasn't even a
0: sad one. <laughs> Bag him up and get him out. And then you're telling me about it. I'm like,
1: why would that make her upset? I don't know. I don't
0: lie. And I'm like, I don't get it.
1: What's wrong with us? I don't, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Is fucking wrong with us, dude. All right, so tell me about your stupid Anyways, broken heart syndrome that I'm never so, going
1: to have. I chose broken heart syndrome <laughs> for Valentine's Day. That none of us can feel. So it's otherwise known as apical ballooning syndrome. Um, it has a technical name. Oh, it's a thing. Oh, wait, you just wait. Oh, I can't wait. Um, I can't stress, wait for this shit. Yeah, <laughs> stress cardiomyopathy. Or, I'm not going to say this right, tach- Takotsubo cardiomyopathy. Is that Japanese? Yes. So okay. that word, which I am definitely butchering, me it's an octopus pot. That's the word for an octopus pot, pot and I will tell you why it's called. What? Yeah. An octopus pot? Pot. Like, like a I guess pot of they, octopi? I guess what they cook it in. Like how they keep them in a pot. It's, Dude, I am so fucking the lost. The top of the octopus pot is like a funnel and then it balloons out. I guess I don't understand why you would cook an octopus. Or maybe that's what they keep it in. I don't know I don't what know. they do. That sounds
0: so disgusting. Anyways, anyway, it's a ahead. funnel
1: top and it balloons out at the bottom of this okay. pot. Okay. And that is the name it's of the like syndrome. It's like a hookah pipe. Kind of, yeah. Okay. All right. So the broken heart syndrome is a condition characterized by the sudden dysfunction of part of the left ventricle of the heart accompanied by symptoms resembling those of a heart attack but occurring in the absence of significant coronary artery disease. So you you get chest pain. You get shortness of breath. Your left ventricle is not functioning correctly. But
0: you have no disease. But
1: there's no, your coronary arteries are open. When you have a heart attack, your coronary arteries are blocked up. Okay. In broken heart syndrome, your coronary arteries are completely fine. Um, It is usually attributed to stressful events, and the condition is usually transient. So it's just a temporary event. Okay. The trigger can be emotional or physical. The death of a loved one, a major surgery, a broken bone, intense pain, an intense argument, an asthma attack, and COVID-19. I'm not going to lie. I'm such a cold, dead heart that I
0: never will get this because I'm so angry and vengeful. Fucking, I'm going to kill you before it's ever going to get to here.
1: (laughs) Um, Also, meds like ones used to treat severe allergic reactions... Severe asthma attacks, anxiety meds, nasal decongestions, and cocaine or methamphetamine wow. can cause broken heart syndrome. See how cocaine would be involved. Yeah. These can all be triggers because it is thought that a surge of adrenaline is what is temporarily damaging people's hearts. So when you're in a stressful situation, you when you're in a your lot own. of pain, when there's something going on in your life that's not going well, you get a surge of adrenaline. All this all of a sudden surge is damaging their heart. Okay. They are not completely clear on why these surges sometimes damage the hearts temporarily. Because people get this all, right? Like, you get a surge hmm. of adrenaline for all different things. You mm-hmm. can be abs- wicked upset about something. Nothing happens. And then all of a sudden, you have this episode that's like you're having a heart attack.
0: Okay. Never they don't
1: that. know why. They just know it has something to do with this surge of adrenaline. Um, when this happens, people complain of chest pain and shortness of breath. And they think they're having a heart attack. So they go to the hospital because yeah. they think Panic they're having a heart hot. attack. It's not a panic attack. No, but that's what they think they're having. No, they think they're having an actual heart attack. Okay. Um, Women, people over 50, and people with anxiety or depression have a higher risk of broken heart syndrome. So you feel like you're having a heart attack, you go to the hospital. You get to the ED. They're going to give you an EKG right away, right? You have chest Mm -hmm. pain, shortness of breath. They're giving you an EKG. There will be changes on your EKG. They are not the same changes as a heart attack, but there will be changes. Um. So they're going to okay, your EKG is abnormal. We're going to draw labs. Your cardiac enzymes will be elevated. Interesting, just like in a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um they may do a cardiac angio cuz now you have changes on your EKG. Right. You Something's have going on. elevated um troponin. This okay, let's get you in for an angio. So they're going to go in, you're going to go into the uh, cardiac cath catheterization lab and they're going to Take wires and die and look up with an x-ray machine and see the arteries around your heart and what's going on. If you're having a heart attack, your arteries around your heart are clogged. They have blockages. When you have broken heart syndrome, they will be clear. So they're going to do this. It is so fucking weird. So they're going to do this angio, see that those arteries are clear and pretty much right then say, yeah, you have broken heart syndrome. They can also do an echocardiogram, which is an ultrasound of the heart that mm-hmm. shows the movement of your heart, the size of your heart, the shape of your heart. It will show um, if your heart is enlarged or has an unusual shape. The telltale sign of a broken heart syndrome is the unusual shape of the left ventricle. It will have a funnel at the top of the left ventricle and the bottom will bulb the octopus pot. That's why it looks just like an octopus pot. And that's why they call it that Japanese name that I cannot say correctly. I would never know an octopus pot if it hit me in the face. Right. Place. Well, whoever saw this. i never fucking right. an octopus. It has a narrow neck and it bellows out So your left ventricle. should just be like a regular hole. Oh, oh. Yeah, like a <laughs> roundish, She's showing me with her fingers, you know but you I'm clearly can't see that. <laughs> it's it's like a triangular yeah. shape. Yeah. It's a ventricle. chamber. It's a chamber of your hat. But it's like, you know, at the bottom. And it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a triangle shape. When you have broken heart syndrome, the top is funneled and the bottom bulbs That's out. It's bizarre. Yep. That is so, so fucking bizarre. Changes the shape bizarre. of your ventricle. That's bizarre. Yep. So treatment for broken heart syndrome is similar to treatment for heart attack until they completely rule that out. So they're going to mm-hmm. give you aspirin. They're going to give you whatever drugs they're going to give you for heart attack. They're right. giving you for broken heart syndrome. Um, And then when they diagnose you with broken heart syndrome... They can put you on meds to reduce the strain on your heart, like ACE inhibitors, beta blockers, diuretics. Because if your left ventricle isn't working right, you're not pumping out all the blood you need to be pumping out. So they can give you diuretics to get rid of some fluid. And then they can give you blood thinners because if you're not pumping out all that blood from your left ventricle, it sits there and you can get clots. Oh, yeah. That's not good. So they can... Stroke. Yeah. So they'll give you some blood thinners if clots are present Mm -hmm. to get get rid of those clots. Most people fully recover within a month. You may have a follow-up echo like a month or so after the incident to make sure your heart has recovered and gone back to its normal shape. No more octopus pot. No more octopus pot. i never heard of a fucking octopus pot. I I, learned so much in my own podcast. I know. So then, um, (laughs) well, we don't live in Japan, so we don't. And I'm sure I'm not saying it right. I hear Greece has them too. Yeah. So I found two, there was like a bunch of articles with like people in and one lady was like a, I forget, she was like a pediatric oncologist. And she's, so she has a stressful job mm-hmm. and she's like a mother hen. So she really cares. Like, oh, it's God, like these kids terrible, are their mothers. Terrible job. I mean, these kids are like hers and she's flying like coast to coast. Cause she's doing some conference. So she's dealing with that. She has a mother in Florida that she's flying to, to take care of like an elderly mother. Oh, like her okay. life she's is got a lot going full on. of stress. She gets to this conference. She's on stage. All of a sudden she thinks she's having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. She goes to think she has broken heart syndrome. A doctor, like it's, you know, mm-hmm. but then they're like, well, what's going on in your life? She's like, well, this, 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 this. they're like, yeah, that that it makes, makes sense. sense. Um, Then there's this article I got. So it's a wide range. Like you can go in, you feel like you're having a heart attack. They're like, you're fine. You can go home that day. You don't need any meds, whatever. And then it can really damage your heart and you can actually die of broken oh, heart So one article I found on bhf.org.uk <laughs> tells Dawn stories. <laughs> Don. Oh, she's Dawn. an 81-year-old. She's gardening. She's how old? 81. 81? Mm. Gardening. Very hot July day. Suddenly, feels her heart pounding, gets a headache. This is weird. She goes to bed. Okay. The next morning, she wakes up, still feels terrible. Her husband calls an ambulance. She's worked up for a heart attack, because what she's saying is like a heart mm-hmm. attack. They do an angio, because her EKG was abnormal, mm-hmm. her labs were abnormal. They do an angio. All of her... Everything's um, good. Arteries are not clogged, so they're like, okay, let's do an echo. Telltale sign of the left ventricle in the octopus shape, octopus pot shape. You have broken heart syndrome. She gets her diagnosis right then from the echo. She had not had a stressful event though. Like that she had like, what nothing is to
0: poor eighty one
1: year old Dawn. Who's nothing gardening. leading up to it. She's digging some. So tools. they don't. Maybe just the excitement of the hot day and gardening, but. <laughs>
0: <gasps> she they going off to
1: some sage, right she was completely thrown because she's like I have no stress like I'm not stressed about anything in my life um so they have no idea I why don't. this happened to her. She was given aspirin um she was given some hot medications just to help the heart recover mm-hmm. and she went home she was breathless and tired for about two months. Wow because it took that long for her heart to get back to normal but she um, recovered and she is completely fine two months after. Thank God. Dawn's Thank back to God. Going. Dawn is fine. Then there was an article on share.upmc.com. This is Tim's story. Tim! Mm-hmm. Tim. They Tim, call him Tim? I don't have his age, but I believe he was like 40s or 50s. Not old. Tim went in for ear surgery to repair a perforated eardrum. What did he do? Stick some Q-tips they in? They didn't it? tell us. Right. But um, So he gets Tim. into the operating room. Goes to sleep. I believe he's under um, MAC, which is you're like in a twilight sleep. Mm -hmm. You're not intubated or anything. Once the surgery begins, Tim's oxygen level drops significantly.
0: Oh, that's not good. Anesthesia
1: looks down. He's purple. Oh. Yep. They cannot get his oxygen level above 80. Oh, that's pretty bad. Yep. So they immediately intubate him when they realize they Mm -hmm. can't get his oxygen level up. They can't figure out what's going on, though. They're like, he's a healthy guy. This isn't, we didn't give him anything that would make this happen. What's wrong? So they get an emergency echo because obviously there's something wrong. He's not getting oxygen. So they do the ultrasound of his heart um, right there. Um, It shows his ejection fraction, which is the percentage of blood being pumped out of the left ventricle with every heartbeat Mm was 10%.
0: Oh, that's like nothing.
1: Yeah. It should be between 55 Mm -hmm. and 70. So he's pumping nothing out of that left ventricle. So they immediately it's pumping mud. Yeah. Shut it down. So they immediately consult cardiology and rushed him to the cardiac cath lab because they like, something, his heart is yeah, not working. Yeah, something's going on bad here. They emergently do a cardiac cath to check for blocked arteries mm-hmm. again. And they're all clear. But his heart is definitely only pumping 10%. When did they see the octopus pot? So um, they, I don't know if they could see it on their cath because mm-hmm. they didn't mention. Oh, no, they did an echo in the OI. So they must have seen it then. They go up to do the cath lab. Everything's clear. They have to place an impeller. Oh! His heart is not working. That left ventricle is just not pumping. So he's going to oh, die.
0: Oh, Tim. Was Tim
1: brokenhearted? Uh, uh. So the impeller, which other people don't know, is a device that does the work of the left ventricle. So it pumps out your blood right, from your like left ventricle fix into your whatever body. The problem is. So your left ventricle can rest. Because mm-hmm. if, your, if your left ventricle keeps pumping and it's not working, it's going to get stretched out and mm-hmm. then it can't pump anything. So they put this device in, and it pumps out your blood for you out of your left ventricle. Your left ventricle can rest and recover. The next day, Tim wakes up in the ICU, having no clue what happened. He went in to get his ear drum. He's like, what the fuck? How bad was my ear? (laughs) Um, He has the impeller removed 24 hours after it was placed, and his heart function recovers. He had a follow-up appointment and was fully recovered and needed no further treatment. What the fuck was wrong with Tim? The surgery. Just the stress of the surgery. It says it's it can be physical. It's drum It can be physical pain. It can oh, be a Tim, surgery. or a grip, honeybine. Anything. It wasn't any a drum. Yeah. His left ventricle lost it. Oh, Tim. And that's the weird thing about broken heart syndrome. I'm a little disappointed in him. It's how does the adrenaline rush from surgery cause that cause your left ventricle to shut down to completely shut down it's insane like they cannot understand why oh it does this. my it just left does this.
0: ventricle must be like the size of a fucking pea I, i'm pretty sure it takes up my entire chest
1: i think my my mine's like country. a pea it's not working at all because i got nothing i got nothing oh no i think i just hold everything in so the my left ventricle is just gonna eventually in one just week implode my brother died yeah my cat died yeah my house was hit by lightning yeah and my aunt who i
0: take care of was trying to die as well yeah fucking still here. You're still no here. No broken heart syndrome.
1: Yeah. Well, it might be but At least expect it. Like Dawn. Yeah. Dawn, I'll Dawn be 81. when she was 41. I'll and be out in the backyard fucking
0: digging some turnips and yep. next thing you know, I'll
1: be dead. Yep. All right. Are we moving on? Yes. Yeah, so broken That's heart syndrome is never, an actual thing. I've never fucking heard it of is, that in my life. It is like somehow mentally and physically connected to your heart and it actually changes the shape and function of your heart.
0: Well. When you have a cold, dead heart, you don't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. Well, we promised you Bridgerton. And apparently that's what I'm covering. Yes. Okay. Well, you're the romantic. Uh, You know how I love my (laughs) romance novels. So Bridgerton is written by Julia Quinn, who writes some good sex scenes. So I always like a good Julia Quinn. Yeah. Uh, Laura, no. Lisa Leal Miller one of them. I read a bunch of them, and I've read, like, every Wallflower series. Um, right now, I'm reading The Bastards, The Bare Knuckle Bastards. Can't that fucking, sounds good. They're all hot. And, I mean, these men don't exist. They're for fucking right. hot. All right. So, first, you know, I like the historical romance. There's cowboy romance, romances, motorcycle romances. I mean, somebody gave me some romance books. They were so hot ridiculous i couldn't even read them it was like threesomes and foursomes i'm like i'm good i'm good i just keep <laughs> too much dukes and duchesses and we'll call it a day yeah all right so we're gonna go over a little bit of the hierarchy of england i'm mm-hmm. um, the dukes and the duchesses okay. and the marketing and we're getting into and the by- it and all that yeah. shit yeah what the hell is a viscount?
1: By- well we're gonna get okay. into that
0: okay so you get five ranks in the aristocracy mm-hmm. so we're covering 1813, because that's when Bridgerton is set. Yes. 1813. Mm-hmm. The King George III, who was the king during the revolution, mm-hmm. who was a fucking nuts, mm-hmm. is king. Mm-hmm. When he dies, and something must have happened to his son, Queen Victoria takes over. Right. All right. Okay. Top of the fucking pile. You have a duke. He is top dog. Mm-hmm. Since the inception of nobility in the 14th century, there have only been 500 dukes. Really? Yes. Today there are 27 dukedoms. Dukedoms. Held by 24 different dukes. Mm-hmm. The queen is the only person who can award you a dukedom or a viscount or a baron or whatever. Mm-hmm. She, so when the couple got married... William and Kate they were given a dukedom. Yeah. Okay. You will address a duke as your grace. Um, His wife is a duchess and she's also referred to as your grace. That's how I'd like to be referred. I would love to be a fucking grace. Mm-hmm. Um the eldest son of a duke he uses so you may be the duke of Wellington, he might be the Earl of Wellington until the Duke dies, and then he takes over so the Duke. So you're an Earl
1: under a Duke. Whatever
0: you are, you take another title the Duke. Because they usually come mm. with, like, 15 fucking titles. Mm. Um, I love being American. It's so fucking easy. <sighs> All right? It's just easy with just no fucking nonsense. which is done. Yeah. All this bullshit. All right? So he takes some other of the 15 titles until the Duke dies, and then he becomes the Duke of Wessex, the Duke of North... Whatever, the Northumberland, whatever. Um... All of the other duke's children are known as lords and ladies. Okay. Okay. After the duke is the Marquis and his wife is the marquess. Oh, that's yeah. a tricky one. They are addressed as lord and lady, as are their children addressed as lord and lady. Okay. Under them are the earls. They are also addressed as lord, but the wife is referred to as a countess. The oh. El- yes, yeah, she's the countess of fucking Norfolk yeah. or whatever. It's the only name I can remember is Norfolk. I know, but yeah, there's something like Amelia Both. Yeah. Whatever. Um, the eldest son uses different titles, the same as the Duke's. Yeah, whatever title that the Earl has, the son will use that until the Earl dies. The other kids are known as honourable. You would be your oh, Nile of, of mm-hmm. London. Mm-hmm. Um under the Earl is a Viscount, which for okay. years I thought was Viscount. It's not. It's no, a Viscount. It's dumb, yeah. And she is known as the Viscountess. Okay. They are also referred to as Lady Mike, Lady Lara, Mike, Lord, Lord Mike, Mike, whatever. Uh, and the son will use the different titles, the eldest, and the kids are always known as honorables. Okay. So, so honorables when go low down and the right. totem Right. Well, ball. when you would go to a party... Mm-hmm. They have to introduce everybody in the family So it would be the Duke of Wellington The Duchess of Wellington The son with the title uh, Lady so-and-so, Lord so-and-so Or the Honorable so-and-so So they would announce mm-hmm. Everybody would come into the fucking party There were so mm-hmm. many rules It was out of control It wasn't really a party It wasn't really a party mm-hmm. There was too many rules yeah. and regulations I would not have laughed very well At the bottom of the barrel is the barons Okay Um, They are never referred to as baron They are usually always referred to as a lord and lady as well The kids are always honorably mentioned (laughs) So 1813 is known as the Regency era So when you look at all of these times of England You have the Regency era, the Victorian era, the Gregorian era, the Edwardian era Mm -hmm. The Regency era is when King George is so out of his fucking mind Mm -hmm. He can't rule anymore. So his son is ruling as proxy and he's known as the Prince Regent, hence the Regency Era. Okay. There are a few Regency Eras in England, but this is the Regency Era of 1813. Oh, yeah. It's known for its elegance. At this time, Napoleon has conquered all of fucking Europe oh. and he has forbid all of Europe to trade with England because it's the only ones he hasn't conquered. Mm-hmm. So they are isolated from the continent of Europe, even though people are trading, you know, on right. the sly. So they've proliferated. They have focused inward, and they're doing a lot of architecture and arts. And it's really like a Renaissance period for mm-hmm. England. Okay. When you are in the aristocracy, they are known as the ton. When you read any fucking romance novel, they're the ton, also known as the town. Okay. So what would happen was, in a certain season, London opens Parliament. All of the people from all Mm -hmm. over, all this aristocracy would come to London for the season. Mm -hmm. And that would be when they would go to court, they would go to Parliament. But this is when all the young kids could meet and marry. Mm -hmm. And it was the marriage mark. It was really a true thing, which you see in Bridgerton. Yes. Which we loved because it was adorable. I loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, these people live lavish, lavish lifestyles, but they also suffer from the consequences of these lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when London is in season, multiple there's balls and fucking garden parties and all this stupid shit. But mm-hmm. there's tons and tons and tons of it. So you need a lot of clothing, yes, expensive clothing. Um, I was going to cover corsets, and I covered them briefly. The corsets of this time are not a big deal mm-hmm. because at this time they're wearing the empire waists, which if you've ever watched Bridgerton, you'll see the dresses. Empire waist it comes right under your boobs. Yeah. So the corsets don't have to be tight because it's a straight line. Right. This area se- um, celebrates the natural beauty and figure of women. Um, So when you move on to the Victorian period is when you get to the cinched, cinched cinch mm-hmm. waists. And it's you know the articles were very conflicting because they were like oh corsets were fine they were comfortable I'm sorry nothing about these things look fucking they're comfortable yeah. and when you look there's pictures of women in these things and their bodies are deformed yeah. and they show you x-rays of like all the organs pushed up to their right. fucking chest so I don't know what they're talking about Um. so at this time you're talking column, column dresses and waist there's no hoops there's no petticoats mm-hmm. um, they got to wear like a short corset and it would be laced up the back, and it would have a straight so that they,
1: they they wanted you to stand, up straight. You stand up straight, right? which so I have, really need. Right, corset. So or something the corset had straight.
0: like a bone in the back to keep you a very ramrod mm-hmm. straight, and it would push your heaving white milky orbs up. into everybody's face. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were worn over a chemise, which would hold your stockings up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some little sluts would wet in the chemise, oh. so you could see it under their gowns. Yeah. And little would be, you know, the nips would be sticking out. You yeah. know, it was all about the boobs. It and was the literally in everybody's yes. faces. Yeah. And every time you read these, they're, they're stripping off layers mm-hmm. and layers. It takes forever to get under them. Layers of clothes. Yeah, <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> um, so it really is the later years where the empire waist was no longer fashionable. It- Tiny waists were more fashionable. Right. That's where you really see the corsets doing damage. cinching. Mm. But even then, they say the way the dress would cut, if you cut it the right way, you didn't have to cinch the corset so wrong. But there's no way you're going to make me believe women in vanity, they didn't cinch these things as tight as they fucking could. Of course could. they do not Because they're looking for the Gibson girl look, which was shoulders upright with a long sloped bosom and gentle curve. Oh, sloped? Of the waist. Sloped. Oh, that's good. So if you look at, like you know, eighteen eighties, um, real Victorian era. That's those women are have the the long slope to the bosom mm-hmm. and they have a big bite and they have mm-hmm. a anyways really so Brazilian butt lifts even back then. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So um like I said, it's controversial on the health concerns of these corsets. Many historians believe that women did not cinch corsets tight enough. I don't fucking believe that. No. I would have cinched that real um, tight. So I didn't really do the amount of corsets because it just wasn't information out right. there on it. I really thought we would hit the jackpot, but we didn't. <laughs> okay, so while you're at the ball, you're looking to find a suitable match. Of course, it's yeah. all That's about- like the point of the ball. That was the point of the right. ball to find a suit. It was the marriage mark. hmm um, so I went over the London season, they come in why they're here. All the sons and daughters of the peerage are there. So you want to make a, a match. Like, if you're fucking, your father gambled all your money away, you want to make sure you marry somebody with money to fill the coffers so you can continue your lifestyle that you used to. Right. You had to find a suitable partner. Yes.
1: And you want to marry up.
0: Widows. Off limits. You couldn't marry your sister-in-law or your brother-in-law. No do. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, at least
1: they drew some lines.
0: I don't think they did, though. I think it happened.
1: I mean, I'm sure it did, but... Winston
0: Churchill's parents? Fucking first cousins. They weren't off limits.
1: And what killed But me, your brother's wife is off limits.
0: Off limits, but your first cousins? Nope. You were allowed to marry
1: first cousins.
0: Okay. Uh, queen Victoria married her first cousin. Mm. And I also think the current queen is married to her cousin.
1: Yeah, but I think they're like... It's her cousin. Eighth cousin. Like, I don't think... Mm, it I don't actually, think they're eighth. I think it's pretty far.
0: Mm, we gotta look at that. Yeah. I mean, anyway, not that it's your fucking cousins right. it's disgusting. with all the people in the world,
1: the millions of people in the world. Well, that you have to get, have like that blue look. blood, right? Like you have to ugh. have you have to marry someone ugh, with the blue blood. There's only so um, many people. This. Yeah, it's disgusting.
0: So what kills me though is like Winston Churchill. You know him. Like he's a contemporary figure, right? His parents were married in 1819. Isn't that bizarre? Isn't that bizarre? Yes. Okay. So. The age of consent of this time, for girls, it's 12. And oh. for boys, it's 14. Why are boys older? <laughs> okay, apparently so they can make money. But really, in in reality, they really didn't get married till their 20s. So maybe they were betrothed at 12 or 14, but mm-hmm. they really didn't get married till their 20s. You could not make your own choice of a husband unless you reached 21 and you were unmarried. Then you could consider to make your own marriage. Oh, okay. Before 21... You need a permission from your parents. So if they didn't think it was a suitable match, Nothing. it wasn't happening. Unless you decided to run off to Gretna Green and get married. Which if you've watched Pride and Prejudice, my fucking all-time favorite movie I'm ever. I'm sorry. If I'm in an ICU, Laura, I'm intubated, and you can't get through to me. Put on Pride, Pride and Prejudice. Prejudice. Okay. okay. But it has to be the Colin Firth one. Okay. It cannot be the Keira Knight I now. don't have to sit there and watch Colin it, right? Fre- no, okay. you do not have to. But it has to be the Colin Firth okay. one. Okay? Yeah. I love him in that one i could watch it over and over and over and over um never but, seen it and um elizabeth Bennett's sister lydia runs off to gretna green and marries mr wickham who is a vile vile human being um, anyway <laughs> jane austen how i loved <laughs> you okay so um only till you were engaged were you allowed to call each other by your first names. Otherwise, it was Lord Dennison. Why you went Lady. dating? You, you could got, not call them by the first name. It names. was Lord and Lady. It was Lord and Lady, mm. or you know, the Duke of Wellington. Oh, your your Grace. You were never allowed to call him by your first name. Mm-hmm. And for me, once I know you as your Grace, you're always your fucking Grace. Right. So I'd be in sex and I'd be like, Oh, your Grace. It'd be <laughs> They'd ridi- probably prefer that. <laughs> it would be ridiculous. Yeah. He'd be like, I love it. Call me more of your Grace. Mm-hmm. Um. And even after that, you really didn't refer to each other by your personal names unless you were in private. Ugh, respectable ladies were never alone with the gentleman. No, ever. That was a grounds for marriage if Mm -hmm. you were alone with a gentleman. God, I would have been. Right
1: now, Sam and Vienna married. Married. They're gonna get married Married. next week. (laughs) Next
0: week. She's defiled. (laughs)
1: They've been sitting in my living room for forty-five minutes watching anime.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. You've been watching Avatar. You're done. Married. Oh, so engaged couples had to wait three weeks to get married. Only three weeks, Laura. You had to announce the bands and then plan your wedding. But it had to be at least three weeks out. Oh. That's... And you had to date within your class. Oh, of course. So I'd have been fucked. I'd have been a peasant farmer in Ireland. All right. Because A, they were hot. A. Hey. And I go for this bad boy, so I wouldn't want the fucking Milky White Duke. Sorry. No. So with all their rules, there was some rule-breaking, wasn't there? Mm -hmm. So according to romance novels, there's tons of sex between everybody. I mean, all of these women for all these rules were all having premarital sex.
1: But see, I think that's the problem with a lot of rules. You break them. You gotta break them. You have to break them. You gotta break them. All these women Mm -hmm. are
0: having fucking heaving... If you know what amazes me, all these virgins have these incredible orgasms on their first time well they're dukes i mean not- oh i mean he must be right. fucking magic mike right god damn right. it's like really really yeah that's Man. my name <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that what you call him laura magic yeah. mike yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yep okay mm-hmm. anyway so how did they not get pregnant How do they not get pregnant? Well, I have a few options here. Okay. None of them really fucking work to me. Okay. So married women would use breastfeeding for birth control. That doesn't work. Mm, Mm. No, it doesn't. Mm -mm. But according to them, they did.
1: Okay.
0: And at this time, actually, breastfeeding, stopping with the wet nurse, and you actually breastfeeding your own fucking child?
1: Shocking theory. Right. Well, then you probably tired. Right. It came (laughs)
0: into trend because um, breastfeeding a woman does not ovulate or menstruate. And it makes her infertile for months. Not always a reliable
1: form. As I say, do not take this right. advice. Not always a reliable
0: form. If you were a healthy woman, you would be infertile for about six months. If you were unhealthy, it gave you about eighteen months. No. Oh. But considering the amount of like the Queen at this time, Queen Charlotte, had fifteen children. Right. It does. Queen work. Victoria had fucking nine. Right. It didn't work. But please don't take this no. as no advice. You could buy medicines to use as contraceptives. Oh, I'm afraid. Or abortion inducers. Uh-huh. Quote, if the party want not conceive, take one paper of powders and a glass of warm ale every morning after the man has been with her oh. and shall be out of danger. What was I don't this? know what was in okay. the fucking powder, so don't ask. Yeah, can't right? be good. Again, can't be good. unreliable. Yeah. Didn't work, and he never knew what was in the powder. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to prevent syphilis um gonorrhea chlamydia and all the other fucking weird shit you get from men all right you could pull and pray
1: we know how that works yeah yeah
0: okay not reliable as semen can escape from the cowper's gland before ejaculation so you have a huge risk of pregnancy we have somebody we know that tried that didn't fucking work yeah um you have barrier devices I can't wait to hear what Also known as condoms. Yeah. Okay. Condoms were made of sheep gut. Yeah. And they had a lovely, cute, itty-bitty, pink, sweet little ribbon at the end. <laughs> <laughs> to tie? Around the scrotum. Yep. Oh, God. Imagine, yep. And they were reusable.
1: So Ew, you, had a...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you had to rewash them. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you, dump <laughs> it out in the... Toilet? Where are you going?
0: With your wash basin? Like, are you uh, I guess you it just with? kinda dipped it in the, you know, you get the little pitcher. That's what I mean. B- yeah. in the basin. Mm-hmm. You washed it on who the wash who said that sheep gut would work? Like
1: who's the sheep, first they person? They well, sheep. you could sheep. use it for know, a water but, but bladder. Why not a fucking like, condom? Right. It's a water guts? it's a water bladder.
0: You can use it for water bladders, you know, the sh- yeah, the it shepherds. It holds. You know those sheep took a lot of abuse back in the day, right? And apparently you worked in the fields. Let's fucking take some sheep gut over the pieces, a little red ribbon, boop, around the base, and call it a day. just have to be Rinse it off, a little soapy water. I wonder if that got rid of syphilis and gonorrhea. Can you imagine washing syphilis and gonorrhea yeah, away no, in your you. fucking wash basin? No one's
1: washing it. They're
0: guys. No one's washing <laughs> it. Well. But is it just sheep, though? It can use other animals. It? it was sheep. I would think you could use other animals, but sheep were apparently abundant in fucking Ireland mm-hmm. and England, okay? Mm-hmm. So... They were hard to find. Mm. They were sold in London, England. And they were used more to prevent disease. Right. They really didn't give a shit up a pregnancy. They just keep the fucking syphilis, the pox, away from people. Because yeah. syphilis, you know, you have Al Capone fishing in a pool at your late days. Yeah, it's not good. Um, most men would purchase them to have extramarital fares. Because all these peerage, you didn't marry for love and beauty. Oh. You married because she had a ton of fucking right. money. And you were fucking all the prostitutes in town. Right. All right. They were female medicines. No, oh boy. Functional as... Oh, my God. I'm never going to pronounce this. Emenagogues. I feel like that's something out of Stranger Things. Demagogues. Yeah. Um, Emenagogues. They were used to induce and hasten menstrual flow and cause miscarriage. Oh. Okay. Okay. Now, I tried to look up every single one of these ingredients mm-hmm. unsuccessfully. So don't ask me what they fucking okay. are. Okay. Okay. Penny Royal. I know that's a mint. Okay. Rue Helleborn.
1: Okay.
0: Hellebore. Mistletoe.
1: Oh, well, I know what mistletoe is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it does a million goddamn things. Savin. Foxglove. Queens and lace. Isn't that? That's poison. Yes. You'd think these were all poison. Yeah. Yeah. Aloes. Bloodroot. Ergot, which I remember was the poison inside the grains when they rotted in the fields during the. Black Plague. Yeah. Hmm. Econitum. Econitum. Okay. Sounds terrible. So they would take these things to induce a miscarriage Poisons. or an abortion. They would just yeah. poison themselves. Mm, they would poison themselves. Okay. You could use syringes for douching. Mm-hmm. Douche. What a word. Yeah. You would fill the syringe and pump fluid up into the hoo-ha mm-hmm. to rinse out unwanted material.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Unwanted material.
1: Or just push it further up. You know into know what the I mean? tubes like, where it can get right. nice like and It actually needs to be. <laughs> if none of these
0: worked, you ended up with an unwanted pregnancy. Yeah. So laws of the time forced unmarried pregnant women to identify the man that was the father. Which all he's going to do is deny it that give... he's the fucking right. father. They don't give a shit. Right. But yeah. you know how England likes to pass all these fucking laws. So they passed right. the Bastard Act. <laughs> 1733. <laughs> I'm going to court to enforce the Bastard Act. The Bastard Act of 1733. You must say who your father is. Luke, I am your father. But all this happened is many left unwanted children at the foundling hospitals in London. Lovely. And those kids did not have a nice fate no. compared. So pregnancies at the time, mm-hmm. mortality rate for women was 20% or higher. It fucking it's fucking high. pretty high. It's fucking high. Yeah. The greatest risk to women... Women's health and the single most cause common cause of death was pregnancy or delivery, I should say. That's crazy. Um, men were not part of the birthing process. oh all... I'm shocked. I know you're shocked. You just oh, you have an heir. You have a spare. Mm-hmm. It was the women. It was um, like mid-wives. the midwives and the midwives. Yeah. They made all the decisions. You have a doctor Charles White who describes what the birthing room was like. Mm-hmm. It was a large fire would be built in the hearth, and by the heat of the chamber, or amid the breath of many, many people, the whole air is rendered foul and unfit for respiration. That's Blech. disgusting. So you know there's, like, poop, and there's, like, period blood, and there's afterbirth, and there's...
1: It's a, fluid. it's a lot of nastiness. It's a lot of. Birthing is
0: not a pretty process. No, did and they, they ask you not... if you
1: wanted a marrow when you? Gave oh that? yeah,
0: I was like, I don't want to see that I was shit. Like, Absolutely not. They also asked me, "Do I want to touch him?" No. I was like, "He is getting nothing from me till he gets out of my goddamn body." <laughs> it was three hours of hard pushing. I didn't know what hard pushing was. No. Till that fucking I kid came out of my hard, couch, but
1: you I know. still didn't want to. see I don't want to touch it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to
0: see me do that. Though my husband's face has never been the same. Well, his, he saw that come out of my cooch.
1: Well, that I don't think it was that it was the he thought he had brain damage because they, you know, Cone. when they pushed the skull together. Yeah. To get them out. He he thought he damaged the baby, but didn't say anything. No, no. Until after. And he said, I think he has brain damage. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, he smushed his head completely together. I'm like, what? He's like, when he took him out, he's he just smushed. I'm like, that's why uh, they're not. That's why the plate's are not suited in place. No, so they can no, get they're it they're out. Not. How do you think that head's coming out of there? I think he's brain damaged. I'm like, Jesus Christ. You didn't say anything then? No. A year okay.
0: after I gave birth, my husband looked at me and I was like, so did they just like pull him out? Like what happened? He goes, well, they went up and got him. He goes, I don't know. You could put both hands up there that far. <laughs> I was like, wow. And yet you still have sex with me. Yeah, oh, they God don't bless. bless. God bless. But this is why men don't belong in the delivery No. Room. I no. totally agree with this. You know here. what? <laughs> he was just...
1: There's a lot of questions. They have a lot of there. questions.
0: He wasn't there. It's
1: really overwhelming yeah. for them. It was very overwhelming. I don't he want didn't to expect talk that. To you.
0: And I'm not a Lamaze person, so I didn't go to classes. I knew what was coming. I went to classes for him. No, I yes, didn't. I should have. I'm also I not
1: sitting here giving you a play-by-play description of what they're doing. True,
0: I should have because he had no fucking clue what was coming, and I he literally was kind of like
1: horrified. Woke him up because it was something wrong with Jack's heart rate. <laughs> so I, he was sleeping the whole entire time, and that's where I wanted him. I didn't want to have to mm-hmm. talk to him. I woke him up. I was like, if they run me out of this room, it's fine. They'll have the baby out in like two minutes. He's like, huh? Right back. <laughs> to Can sleep. I go back to sleep? Yeah, <laughs> right back to sleep. Like, okay. Just in case he woke up and we weren't there. Yeah. I was like, yeah. all right, great. No,
0: Brian was like in fucking shock. Yeah. So he also says, as soon as she is delivered, if she is a person in affluent conditions, because apparently if you're poor, you are fucked. Mm-hmm. She is covered up close in the bed with additional clothes. Curtains are drawn around the bed and pinned together. Every crevice in the windows and doors are stopped closed, not excepting the cold keyhole. The windows are guarded not only by shutters and curtains, but with blankets to more officially exclude the fresh air. And the good woman is not suffered to put her arm or even her nose out of bed for fear of catching cold. So you're in a stinky ass yeah. hot fucking room with no sunlight. No.
1: You know what? Like, even when you wake up in the morning, your room is not fresh. Right. And then you're sitting in it with the fire going. Not a crap not a crevice. But to the cold keyhole. The air.
0: Only the cold keyhole. No,
1: with, with not accepting the cold that means they stuffed like, that too. Oh, I don't know.
0: I think the cold keyhole was letting it in. Unless they stuck a key in it. I think they were tissue. saying
1: that wasn't accepted, like that means oh. that they stuffed that too. So it's just
0: stifling hot. It, it was, smells like cooch. Can it's you imagine? Disgusting.
1: No. That's disgusting.
0: It's disgusting. Ugh. And you wonder why they died of an infection. No shit. The diet for the new moms uh-huh. was yeah. liquids, teas, and other warm liqueurs. No solid foods. And you bed rest for, I don't know, three months. Like, you were in bed for a fucking ridiculous amount of time. They probably died of clots. <laughs> that? You're <We kept laughs>
1: not moving. <laughs> Do you know, Like, they're just all clotting. What are we doing? <laughs> What are we doing? She's
0: got nothing but fucking elephantitis. Yeah.
1: Can you imagine the size of them?
0: Oh, my God. The skin breakdown? Imagine how much swelling would be in that whole area. I was like hamburger meat when I was done, so I can't even imagine. Um, But they're also not shitting because of this. Because they're not moving that stuff around. Right. Right. you got to get up and move. you got to get moving. Yeah. So um, all of these factors... You know, you're not eating. They're mm-hmm. keeping you in bed. It's stifling hot. Mm-hmm. It smells like shit. Yeah. You're going to get infected. Yeah. So, one famous yeah. case of a doctor, Hugh Chamberlain, uh-huh. uh, he aided a woman and he writes that she was. Oh, he
1: ate a woman. He
0: aided a woman. He not was, what I thought you said. It was a sub- <laughs> <laughs> he didn't eat her
1: long. <laughs> I was like, what? That's gross. And <laughs> that smelly room. all that shit come out of vagina. God, they don't even have padding. They're
0: just bleeding into the bed. I gotta get me some of that. <laughs> fucking gross. You're a sick uh,
1: motherfucker if you want to get in there after all that's come out of it. The smell of that room alone should put you off of it. I mean, God.
0: <laughs> oh, it's fucking gross. No, he ate her. <laughs> he helped her. <laughs> Stop saying Aiden. <laughs> All right, let's try that again. Okay. He helped her. She <laughs> was a patient of his <laughs> She had taken ill of a pain in her right side under her short rib, which they spelled R. I. B. B. Oh man. <laughs> with great difficulty of breathing, having only fourteen weeks left to deliver. Though she probably wouldn't mind have been eaten out with me. <laughs> I haven't seen action in fucking months. Go ahead, Doc. This is an explicit podcast, right? (laughs) Okay. I I can't see. Laura, (laughs) I can't see. Okay. So she has a gallbladder attack. (laughs) What did do? And this is what he does to her. (laughs) Okay. In a space of nine days, he makes her vomit (laughs) four (laughs) times. And then he purges her. Which God knows what that fucking was. I don't know. Enemas. I don't know, but he purges her oh, four well, times.
1: Hopefully the windows are open And then this he way. bleeds
0: her three times for the amount of eight ounces at a time.
1: That seems like a weird, a, a small amount to bleed somebody for. Why would you bleed her at all? I mean,
0: why yeah. do they bleed people? I don't. I don't get this. I don't know. All right. They gave her something <laughs> to raise a spitting. I don't know what that means. And like, um. Uh, why do I spit? Cat, I don't know. Is why, it why are we spitting? It? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Which then provided swelling and ulcers in her mouth. Ugh. After three to four days, she completely fucking miscarried this what oh. six month baby. Could you imagine miscarrying a baby of that no, size at this awful. time? Yep. And then she was so upset over it, she languished and died. Oh God. He's found guilty of malpraxis. Good. And he's fined ten pounds. That's for a her death. Terrible Piece punishment for him. Piece of shit. So if you couldn't deliver it through the China, you could have a C section, which was a hundred percent fatal. Oh, good. She this way or that way. <laughs> this way or that. You can give her this or you can give her that. You can give her this. Okay. So it was 100% fatal. So mostly it was done after the mother had already shut the bed. Yeah. And they were trying to save the baby. The best version I've ever seen of, um, what was it? what you watched Downton Abbey, right? Yes. Do you remember when Sybil died? Yes. And if you haven't watched it, I'm sorry. I just ruined it for you. Yeah. But she dies of preclampsia. Yeah. Or eclampsia. Yeah. And they going back and forth, whether well, she should have a C-section, back and forth. That was one of the best, best was really death scenes. I mean, oh God, I cried my fucking eyes know, out because I didn't sad. see Sybil dying.
1: Oh, no, it was like her story was all... Yes, like, yeah. and you were like,
0: she gave birth, she's all sat and all of a sudden she, she yeah. starts yeah. seizing, she's oh. done. Okay, I'm off track. <laughs> um, if the actual birthing process didn't kill you due to the loss of blood, you could get pure fever or blood poisoning which Mm. would set in often this is caused by you know the guy would go ahead and he would touch you know dissecting dead bodies and then he'd go and deliver a baby so they'd get bed fever. what do they call it like uh delivery bed fever or birth bed fever or something like that um or the placenta was left behind which is a big concern even today and yeah, you have to... They check right, it. They take right. it out, lay it
1: on a table, make sure there. Right, to make sure every there. piece is there. Because yeah. if
0: anything's left behind, it gets gangrenous, the mother would die from septicemia. Right. Um, and it wasn't until a Dr. Simon Weiss, a Hungarian doctor, he starts to introduce, hey, wash your fucking hands when I you love- touch dead bodies mm-hmm. before you touch the new mother. So yeah.
1: He, just wash your hands. Just wash your hands. In general.
0: So um, once hand washing is introduced and everything, you see the mortality rate go to under 16%. Oh, thank God. So... Regency era. Basically, don't have premarital sex and have an unwanted pregnancy because you got to put that sheepskin over your junk with these little red... Mm-hmm. It was called a French letter. I don't know what? why it was called a French letter, but it's called a French letter. Or... French letter. A French letter. Okay. Or you're having a baby that could kill you. Right. Or a baby you couldn't afford...
1: Right. And be or you couldn't house. marry the
0: guy of your dreams because you're knocked up. Right. So you just had to keep it in your goddamn Nightmare. pants till you married the duke yep. or the Lock duchy. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up, baby. Lock it up. Yep. So that's that. It's lovely. It's a lovely story. Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Valentine's Day. Um, we're actually re-recording this because something got lost in translation, and you missed uh, Laura and I talking about our engagement stories. Do we want to cover so these again? So
1: romantic. <laughs> Laura got
0: engaged in a basement, and I got quick engaged. Quick rundown: Mike said
1: he had a pee, he got down in front of me. I told him not to pee, and he proposed to me.
0: That's quick, quick rundown: I proposed to. <laughs> and Basically, my husband needed a lot of alcohol to propose to me and got down on his knees in front of a rotted fish with a rainbow, and I got proposed to him as well. And neither one of us wanted to hang around. We had to go tell our friends immediately. 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 That's like the best part of
1: getting engaged. Yes,
0: is showing everybody. Right. Your ring. and then Look it. I'm not a loser. Right. Somebody loves me. <laughs> Someone wants to marry me. Look it. Somebody wants to marry me. This. Shocking, so. I know. And then we discussed how 20 years later, there's no heaving brustices, no throbbing no. members. But I still love him. Yeah, God bless. He puts up with the shit every single every day, day and still loves it. Yeah. I came down today. I got my jeans on. I actually took a shower. <laughs> I have a little makeup on. He's like, "Baby, you look good." He like all of a sudden he's like, "I oh, was a whole new woman." He's like, "Look at you." I'm like, "Oh, I love that you still love me after all these years I know. and three kids and saggy boobs."
1: Thank I know. you. I do come down every time I go out, and he's always like, "Oh, you yeah. look." Yeah, it's nice. Like, yeah, it's thanks. nice. Usually I look like a crackhead, so yeah. I guess this is an yeah, improvement. But... No, no makeup on.
0: No, recently my mascara is I'm allergic to it. My eyes are fucking. I look like a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Time. Um, so have a great Valentine's yeah, Day. Know, this nice is going to be after Valentine's Day when it comes out. But mm-hmm. you know, we do heaving brustices and mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. Bridgerton's coming out in March. Bridgerton's coming out, but I mean, the all-time classic romance number one is Pride and Prejudice. I, Mister Darcy, yes. I want. Brian to look at me the way Darcy looks at Miss Bennet. Like Never Elizabeth Bennet. It's the ultimate romance. And Colin Firth does nothing for me, but God me, he's the best Mr. Darcy ever.
1: He's the one in what's it, what's Bridget Jones's diary? Yeah. Is he in that? And he's Mike That's I was just going to say, is that from that, you think? Yeah, Probably.
0: absolutely it yeah. is.
1: Absolutely. But he's like in this one, I don't know. He's
0: got to be 28, maybe. He's very young and it's verbatim how the book is written. Because mm-hmm. I've also read the book. God bless. I've read it. Jane Austen. Not easy. But once you've oh, watched the easy. movie 42 times, the book makes sense. <laughs> um, verbatim. have read, like, it's verbatim. And it's just, he is so intense the way he looks at her. Yeah. Well, he's just an intense guy. He's an yeah. intense guy. But the story starts with him coming into town and he's extremely wealthy and she's borderline poor. Mm-hmm. And he completely thinks, like, all these people, oh, nobody's worthy of my time. And she's like, fuck you. Right. Now she won't give him the time of day. And he can't well, get enough of it. Court. That's always works. Works. At yeah. one point, he proposes. He's like, put me out of my misery and marry me. And she's like, seriously, that's how you propose <laughs> to me? And she's basically tells him to go fuck himself again. Yeah. Takes off and then sees where he lives. And she realizes all these good things he's done. And she falls in love with him. And then... He helps her, and it's just my favorite story of all times. I can't even Lawrence? tell you a romantic. Oh my god, I can't get movie that I like. I love all rom coms and all that stupid you shit.
1: Well, the town. Show. I mean, he. Loves I mean, her, he's huh? banging her. Yeah, and he yeah. leaves money. In, in, the the dirt, dirt. in the garden yeah, with the Clements. Come like, yeah. meet me in Florida. I mean, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, what's takes... that show you watching?
0: That? Emily in Paris. Oh, no, I love that. I Emily, love I love Emily I mean, in Paris.
1: mean, come on. How many of us would meet that many hot guys in Paris? It doesn't. wouldn't happen ever, but no. I I mean, it's nice to think. All right. Now the question is, uh-huh. okay. The French guy. All day long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to ask me. Though I do love. What's his name? His oh, name? I know.
1: I do love him. I Alfie. do. Alfie.
0: Alfie. Alfie. I love Alfie. He's a little bad boy. I love him. But there's just something
1: with that. French oh, yeah. Gab-
0: oh, he's so.
1: Hot. And I don't even know that he's hotter than that guy. It's just there's something about him that, Oh, he's
0: my type all day long: like, tall, blonde, blue eyes. Right, it's my look every day. But I
1: just there's something about that connection or something that I, that's why I like him better.
0: So, what do you think season three is bringing?
1: I think she's gonna pick Alfie.
0: I don't think so. These I don't two, want her to. These two have to end up together.
1: I know. I just think it's gonna spin out and then go back. I
0: don't know. we we'll Oh, my God. I can't get enough, though. He's so, so goddamn But she's met hot guy after hot guy after hot... You know who's fucking hot in that show? The guy that's having the affair with uh, Sylvia. Yes! Holy shit! Yes. Yummy, yummy he in my He reminds tummy. me kind
1: of of, um, you know, the sock... Beckham. David Beckham. Yes. Something He's about him. So handsome. Yeah.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. And I don't find her attractive, but she dresses so goddamn sexy I can't stand it the boss the boss yeah. I love how she dresses yeah. Emily this makes...
1: not, she's just attractive because she's so like aloof she's sexy she's se- very yeah.
0: sexy yeah um but god damn is he hot watch anyway. Emily in Paris Emily in Paris excellent hot, a lot of hot men in Emily in Paris Lots. Uh, I spent, we had a massive snowstorm hit us and I spent the entire day watching Emily in Paris. Brian's like, you're going to watch another one? I'm like, you're fucking right, I am. I'm getting through two seasons, buddy. I got a lot to go. In a day. It's very predictable. It's very silly, but I couldn't get enough of it. perfect show to watch. And all it does is make me want to eat and go to Paris. Yes. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to eat bread and cheese Mm -hmm. all day long Uh and maybe drink some wine. Um, okay. So we are preparing for our episode on, um, bullying, in eating their young nurses we've got some mm-hmm. unbelievable sh- stories like i've talked about i wanted to go down and beat the shit out of somebody for doing what they did to the story we read i, yeah. I just couldn't believe that had happened
1: i was horrified yeah was so if you're not horrified. in nursing there's such thing as nursing nurse bullying yeah like they nurses eat their young they bully each other like it's a problem yeah i've never experienced it but it is a problem i
0: think um nursing attracts very needy women who need to be needed i'm not saying everybody's like that in the field yeah but i think there's women who need to be needed Mm -hmm. and if they're not top dog they can't handle it right and they decompensate and they don't want anybody younger or better coming in
1: you know what i shouldn't say that not that i've experienced experienced like personal bullying but like there was those Women that would, you'd go in and take over their room for them because mm-hmm. they'd be leaving and they'd be like, oh, you're all set. You got everything oh, you want. Oh, famous last words. And they would, they would leave and intentionally you would set be missing a half half of what you needed. Mm-hmm. So you looked like an idiot and they needed that yeah. nurse to be, if she was here, I would have it. Right. Well, no, she just left and you didn't have it. Right. Like, right. They intentionally did it so they looked like they were better so the surgeons needed them. Yep. To Be in the room instead. Of I your... mean, there was
0: one particular service we worked with, that was yes. infamous for it. Yeah. Oh, you have everything you needed, and it was like they licked the ass of their surgeons. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, they still lick the ass of their surgeons, mm-hmm. and it still makes it very difficult for mm-hmm. any outsider to come in. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, we got set up multiple Mol- many times, times yeah. multiple times, and just working the shift we work makes it difficult because we're not their team, right. I don't know you but anyway yeah. that's neither here nor there. So write us in your stories. We've gotten two good ones. I would appreciate some more cuz it really is a real thing and um I'm already horrified what I'm hearing. I I didn't expect some of these stories that I've yeah. heard. Uh so yeah, yeah we're going to set that up for April, I think. Yeah. Oh, end of March, March April. April.
1: Sometime. We're over the hell. Lo-
0: we've lost track of time. Yeah. We're in the depths of winter. I <laughs> don't don't have no a fucking day day idea is. what's going on. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Check out our Instagram, check out our Twitter. love us leave us lick like us whatever it is don't leave us but love us and like us don't listen to her and um send us in your stories and your emails we love hearing from everybody yeah um so we'll see you soon
1: okay bye Bye. like subscribe rate and review the scissors and scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on follow us on twitter facebook and instagram at scissors and scrubs and email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissors and scrubs at gmail.com.